and welcome to episode seven of Back the Girls podcast. My name is Philippa Tatia and alongside me, the glamorous assistants, Gemma Hallett. <laughs> did you just, no, no, cool. My, I don't know, my Zoom man, what did you say? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing, don't worry. And Laurie Harris. Hey. Hey. Oh, Gem, your Wi-Fi, seriously. No, just more smiles. I, I this is the perfect opportunity to insult Jem, because all we can just say <laughs> is, don't worry, bud, you missed it. It's all right, mate. No worries. Didn't miss a thing. I'm on the wrong channel. I'm in now. My Wi-Fi's strong now. Oh, yeah? Okay. <laughs> so on today's pod, we have got so much news. We're going to try and cover all of it. We've got some questions from you guys. You also find out how terrible me and Lori are at quizzes, but also discovered some rather unusual drinking habits of the West Whalians. Very interesting. Uh, my name is Philip Patatia. I'm joined by the Glamorous Girls. This is episode seven, and thank you for tuning in. everyone been it's been two weeks just a reminder for everyone we haven't disappeared we are now doing a podcast every two weeks instead of every week however we will go to every week when the autumn internationals kick off we've had to go to two weeks because Gemma's too busy playing tennis and Lori's got too many cows to milk so just be me on my own well on that note actually even though we had the week off last week and I said I was available for milking early in the week my parents actually forgot so I had a night off. Oh, uh, can we just, you know, take a minute to reflect on who's saying this? The jet setter herself, who can only spare <laughs> one hour every fortnight to speak to us. Uh, so. Thank you. I, I was actually prepared to do my podcast contribution whilst I was away for that hour. Thank you very much, because I'm dedicated by that, you see. I commit myself. Fully. Contribution. So. It's an honour. It's an honour to have you here, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> um, on that note, it's, it's probably best that we get going because uh, she's got bedtime stories. Bedtime. bedtime stories, yeah. Better get a hustle on. Right. So much news. So many uh, things to talk about. Where do we want to start? Anyone? News has just dropped. The autumn international squad is out. Literally yes. hot off the fresh. Hot off the fresh. Hot and fresh off the press. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. <laughs> And actually, Lori, because you know how good my pronunciations are, um, on that little photo that you sent to us, okay, one, two, yeah. three, four from the bottom in the forwards. What's that about then? Oh, no, then I'm going to have to go into it. <laughs> I don't think that's the Welsh name, is there in particular? I, poor, that's what I'm asking. I mean, Liliana Pontedek. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Liliana Pobdadek. I'm not sure. I haven't got the picture in front of me now. Uh, hmm. But, yeah, she plays for Shandaf North. Yeah? Second oh, row. Oh, okay. oh, great. Cool. I think so, yeah. Uh, so six uncapped players in the, um, in the autumn squad. Pretty cool. Yeah, that's great news. Congratulations to everyone who has secured a spot. Mm-hmm. I'm still a little bit disappointed for the, a couple of main girls we all know about them who haven't yet made it back into the squad but six new caps mm-hmm. that's you know strides ahead of where we've been in the last couple of seasons so I just hope they all get 
you know, get through the first part of the season now and they feature in the Six Nations. Well, Autumn Internationals first and then Six Nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. What, an, what an opportunity. Can you imagine how they're feeling right now? I know. You remember your first call-up to a squad. Incredible. Congratulations, girls. It's amazing. Did you get email or post? Like how far Where's back? that old, Phil? I got post. I genuinely Did you got, really? Yeah, I've still got the letter. I genuinely got post. 2004. I got post. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, see, we are that old, mate. <laughs> Gosh, we are that old. But Speaking you know, of post. Oh, go on. Speaking of post. Um, I didn't get the stamp on my 2004 squad letter, but yeah. if you do get a letter now, you may very well get Mel Berry in the top right-hand corner. She How is officially is the Welsh Queen on our stamp uh, in that infamous game where we beat England at Taswell. What another great achievement. Yeah. I absolutely loved her status on uh, social media and things where she said, I'm the expensive stamp. Because <laughs> 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 delivery one or whatever it is, isn't it? Worth every penny, Melissa Berry. That's <laughs> fast, isn't it? I, I actually got corrected. Somebody slid into my DMs and told me off. Um, so, like, generally, when was the last time you handled mail? Because we don't lick stamps anymore. They come in sticky back. <laughs> And um, I, my celebration to Mel was like, woohoo, we get to lick you, Mel. Um, but now we just have to do it in person instead rather than the stamp. No. Oh, Gotta catch her first, though, right? Yeah. Mel exactly. Barry doesn't stay still. No. So, for anyone who doesn't know, former captain, former flanker for Wales, how many caps did she have? She had to be up in the 60s, oh. 70s, didn't she? Oh, I want to say 70 something, yeah. yeah. I thought it was 84, was it? Oh, I want to okay. say 84 or something, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah incredible amazing achievement to be on a stamp like what that's nuts keep uh, that, yeah. keep doing you Phil. he'll be you in a couple <laughs> of years he's in into the distance there phil doesn't want a little half inch stamp she's going for the big screen she's on the 50 inch plasma as phil she'll be uh, next to uh, david williams now reading bedtime stories <laughs> yeah. Funny you should say, I've had some requests. Oh. I'm not even joking. <laughs> <you. laughs> Apparently, I could lowly pitched you out on the last part. Yeah, yeah I have. Uh, yeah, soothing, soothing voice be good for audiobooks. You know, I did actually do a voiceover for World Rugby, actually, when they um, launched their new, well, not new, I guess they renovated their Hall of Fame. And uh, if you if you Google it, there's an advert with my dulcet tones talking over the launch. The new World Rugby Hall of Fame. <laughs> oh, goosebumps. Goosebumps load. Oh, <laughs> uh, and on that note, let's move on. Okay. More news, more news. Um, Sarah Cox, some of us know her as Coxie, a uh, very prominent ref in the women's game, has now, you know, rightfully so, earned her place on the main stage, being the first woman to referee a men's premiership game she took over Harlequin's uh, Worcester, I think it was. So amazing, brilliant news. Uh, yeah, I actually wanted to bring something up from that because um, it, on the back of that, there's been this massive debate now if you should ever have a female ref, is it okay to ask, um, what, what do you say? If, is it okay to say sir? Mm. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on it? I think it's not so much the, t- the title, it's more the, the respect. 
that's said with yeah, whatever you say. So I think as long as they have that conversation with the ref before, what do you want to be called? Um, yeah. Then I'm, I think it's up to the ref. Actually, there's a, so there's a really good interview on Rugby Union Weekly's podcast with uh, Sarah Orchard uh, interviewing Sarah Cox about the experience. And they actually talk a little bit about, you know, how was it like in regards to what you would be called and a few times she was called sir and she said she doesn't mind um because she can tell by the tone i think that's more important how how you're speaking to the ref rather than you know the pronoun you use to initiate it but it's a it's a really good pod it's the one titled deep purple and electric pink if anyone wants to listen back to it what uh, what did you call them Jem? uh ref it was always yeah. ref yeah i don't think i said sir that often it was more like oh ref <laughs> <laughs> Refman, oh Refman. <laughs> yeah, no. I, when I was older, I was a lot better, a lot more better, a lot more better. My grammar's outstanding today. I was far better at uh, conversing with the referee, but in my earlier days, it's more of a frustration. Have you had any <sighs> cards in your career? Legitimate <laughs> cards. I have. I've had a red card and have you three yellows. What was the red for? Yeah. The red was in my university days, uh, probably second season ever of playing. How did and, I read um, at uni rugby? Anything goes in uni rugby. Oh, wait till you hear what I did. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so this, I was playing number eight and the opposition scrum half was just yapping at me all through the game. And she was just brilliant scrum half, obviously, because she got right under my skin and um, <laughs> was just relentless. And... I was dealing with, um, and this is no, you know, no excuse, but I was dealing with the, the death of a friend at the time, and I was just really emotive, and my emotions were too close to the surface, and she chipped away again towards the end of the match, and I just spun around at the, at the breakdown, and I just lamped one on her chin. No. I think it's probably, yeah, without doubt, my biggest regret in rugby. I had to go to disciplinary and I almost, it was right before we got called up, Phil. So I almost lost my place in our 2004 um, women's students match against Scotland. I almost didn't wow. make it. Luckily, my ban ended within like, I think it was like something like 12 hours before that match. <laughs> oh my God. I know. Wow. There you go. But yeah, the, 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 the yellow I got was actually in our match against England and Wales. Um, it wasn't my yellow, it was somebody else's yellow, but oh, I was going to have to go off. Oh, um, okay, okay. Yeah, and so I come to come back, came back on. So technically, I beat England twice. <laughs> I had to come back on that match. Um, another yellow was at Ponaclean, where I was breaking up a fight on the try line, and I got yellowed for it. And that was at a, oh, ref moment. <laughs> um, and there's another yellow I can't remember right now. Wow. Yeah. No, so what about, what about you? you guys? Do I ever have any cards? Yeah. It was kind of like everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I just, like, when you're playing, you tend to think you know the game better than the referee sometimes. And I like to voice that opinion to him as well. Of her. <laughs> Often. Do not but... tell me you got a card for chops in. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the time. But then these referees got to know me, so I wasn't even having a warning before I was sent to my marching orders. But anyway, 
there's some refs you can banter with and some you can't, isn't it? And yeah. the ones you can't, I was often sitting on the sideline for 10 minutes. But... <laughs> Phil, I reckon your uh, record is squeaky clean. Not one card, right? Well... Too busy out on the wing, boy. How to get in trouble on the wing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, nothing in, in 15s. No, squeaky clean in 15s, but I did get a yellow in 7s. Um, and it was accidental, challenge in the air, you know, and you run to compete for the um, tap. That's outrageous, Phil. I can't I believe you did that. I know, I know. So I sat on the naughty chair for a little bit, but that's it. Yeah, one card for me. It's not a naughty chair, it's a thinking chair. Fair. Yep. Sound. Think about what you did. Think about what you've just done. Um, okay, uh, other news, more news, more news. Just in regards to the Women's Autumn Internationals, just to confirm, they are all now being played in the Cardiff Arts Park, because I know, Gems, you asked that before. They are definitely going to be there. Japan on the 7th is going to be covered by S4C. Uh, South Africa on the 13th and Canada on the 21st is going to be covered by Scrum 5. So, fantastic. They are all being covered. Any- are you working any of them? Yes, I'm going to be doing South Africa and Canada. So really looking forward to that. And then with the England squad, for their four internationals, they're playing New Zealand twice, Canada and USA. They are all going to be on um, BBC Two. So again, more coverage. Fantastic. It's interesting that England is starting with New Zealand. Two games back to back with New Zealand. So normally you get like the, the Canada or um, another team beforehand to get ready. Mm. But it's straight out the gate, New Zealand. Straight bam. Yeah, mm. yeah. It's going to be incredible, isn't it? But fantastic that they are being shown everywhere, which is great. Mm. So you're going to um, bring us up to date with the teams that we're playing, Canada, Japan, South Africa, for yes. the internationals, right? Yeah, we're going to be doing um, sort of, I call it a bonus pod. It'll just be our normal pod, but with extra content. Uh, we're going to do like a bit of a guide to each of these teams because we don't get to see them that often. So not many people maybe know too much about them. So um, yeah, we're going to be giving you a guide to Japan, South Africa and Canada and hopefully maybe even speaking to a lady on the inside at South Africa called Lynn Cantwell. So for anyone of um, our generation, Gems, you'll remember fantastic Irish centre, lovely, lovely woman. Um, did some good things with, with Irish rugby after she retired but got a fantastic position in regards to um, I think it's like head of performance in um, the South African Rugby Union and um, yeah certainly been seeing on on social media at least a lot more coverage of their domestic league really pushing their senior squads I think there are rumors of professionalism so there's a lot happening in in South Africa women's rugby it'd be great I'm going to get her on the pod closer to those games yeah, let's slide her number over to Nigel Walker as well. See what he can learn. <laughs> ben. <laughs> no, genuinely, he, he wants to learn. So, yeah, very true. Send him a, a phone book worth of people to speak to. <laughs> Did anyone um, catch uh, Scrum 5? Was it on Sunday with uh, yeah. when Jazz Joyce and... Oh, Andrew Cooper. Andrew That's Cooper. it. Yeah. Did you hear his response to Nigel Walker's little mm. part? Strong, wasn't it? Yeah. So, so basically, he uh, Nigel Walker had discussed that in the future there needs to be like a stronger representation in Welsh women's rugby with the eight to ten clubs, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
And then Andrew Coombs well, was a little bit taken aback by it because he said there's only four senior regional men's clubs. So I don't know where he's thinking he's going to get that number from. And he also said rugby wouldn't be something he'd be pushing his daughter to do at the moment. Oh, any reason why? Well, just because of the state it's in at the moment, I think, and the lack mm. of support. Ooh, I, I that was such a good episode because not only did you have that, um, and I do think sometimes as much as we can, we can talk and talk and talk, but I do think if the male players, especially former players, can also give their opinion and it kind of aligns, things aren't right, things need to be better, I do think it's just going to tap into a different sort of resource of ears, should I say. So it's just fantastic he put himself out there and spoke like that. Um, but then you also well, had, you also had. Like, yeah, so I think we're going to say the same thing, but it was like a double stab then because we also heard from Megan Jones, exactly. who said, <laughs> you know, born and raised in Wales, <clears throat> Welsh, um, admittedly herself, mm-hmm. but went across the border to play because of the structure they had there and the professionalism that was outpouring from it compared to what Wales were displaying at the time. Yeah. And then the triple whammy, and here's Jazz Joyce. Born and bred Welsh, absolutely killing it all over the world in sevens. Like literally, it was like it couldn't have been any better, could it? It showed us how amazing our players are, showed us the difficult decisions some players have to make, and then we also heard from former players saying, "Yeah, this this ain't right. It needs to be better." So it's a wicked yeah. episode. Anyone who hasn't seen it, get on iPlayer and watch it back. It was last weekend's episode. Well said, Philip. Obviously, a little bit livid. Jazz stole my seat. You know, I'm normally <laughs> but, <hey. laughs> dropped. <laughs> Dropped. Did she actually has. No. <laughs> no. no, not at all. No, no, no. It's normally Phil's gig, you know, low. Right. Also, in regards to players, just want to give a bit of a shout out to Claire Malloy, who announced her retirement. It was actually last week. Again, for anyone who doesn't know, Claire Malloy, fantastic flanker for Ireland, played in three World Cups, 74 caps. And I didn't know this until I did a little bit of Google earlier, but she was Ireland's player of the year 2012, but she was also the rugby writers player of the year in Mm. 2017. That's huge. Mm. And sadly she has retired on, you know, slight negative note that she was out at the world cup qualifiers in Italy, where we saw that last round Scotland beating Ireland in the dying minutes of the game, um, which unfortunately meant that Ireland will not be in next year's World Cup. So a sad way for Claire Malloy, who's given so much um, to an Ireland jersey to to finish her career, but certainly don't want to take that away from what she has done because she is an incredible, incredible athlete and pretty nice person off the field as well. So Mm. just a nod to you, Claire. Love you. Hope to see you. Continuing with the domestic domestic game in the Alliance Prem. Yeah, and just for our younger listeners who didn't realise that uh, Claire Malloy's played a lot of rugby in, in Wales, played for Cardiff Quinns, and she did her medical degree in Cardiff University. So I played against her umpteen times upon a clean against Cardiff Quinns. She's always one of those, you know, one as we've spoken about before in the pod where you just think, oh, oh gosh, got to deal with her today. But yeah. um yeah, incredibly nice. But oh what a player, right? Mm-hmm. An incredible flanker. Yeah. Did you ever play against her, though? Yeah, played against her. She uh, it was really saw the back of my boots, though, innit? Because, again, that's another player I was... <laughs> oh, when you were getting so... sent off and walking away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
actually, yeah, she probably would have seen me <laughs> sent off a couple of times because I learned where the big games that I was usually sent off for. <laughs> you didn't play against her domestically though, right? She took a break before, retired before, and then asked back into the squad because of this pressure on them to qualify. Oh. And it's just unfortunate that it's fallen the way it has. Yeah. Mm. I'm sure she took a break before the 2000 and... Yeah, she after did. After the World Cup, I think. Yeah, she did. She's an A&E doctor. Yeah. From what I understand, um, there were certain work requirements that just wouldn't allow her to play. So she did take a bit of time time off but then got back in this six nations and went through to to this world cup but and yeah did you uh, ever go to a and e on a sunday phil did you ever get tackled hard enough out on the wing mm, do you hit enough rucks to have to go to a and e mm, no the wind blew sometimes too hard and yeah to sometimes i had to get my hair redone on a sunday <laughs> yeah but no not no hairspray fell into her eyes <laughs> <laughs> You are such dramas. You know what? Actually, Malloy did actually help me out. I um, uh, had a, a cut on the back of my head, which had to have a couple of stitches in. And we were coming uh-huh. up to a sevens tournament. I know it must like my hair at the back just doesn't sit right now. Um, doesn't sit right now. Just doesn't sit right now. But um, yeah, I was supposed to be booked in to have them out, but we were going away with sevens and I needed them out earlier. Uh, so text her because she was living in Cardiff at the time and went round for a cup of tea. And uh, she took all my stitches out for me. She's a very handy friend to know. Mm, doctor friend. <laughs> doctor mm. friend. <laughs> oh, I've missed your faces. Oh, <laughs> yes. I yeah, miss being mocked constantly. Okay, any more news? Any more news for any more news? Uh, not so much news, but I want to shout out a congratulations to... One of the best people in rugby in Wales and one of the best clubs as well. I always loved going up to Seven Sisters oh, uh, yeah. when we play up there. It was an incredible welcome. And um, they're just so tight and, you know, socially as well. They always put it on and it's always a great time. Um, they stalwart queen of Seven Sisters, Bethan Howells, has... Um, was it 200 games for seven sisters which is incredible so she achieved that on the weekend just gone and it was her birthday weekend as well so shout out to beth i know we've all had the pleasure and the honor of playing with her and against Mm her Mm -hmm. Uh, so i think that's a great achievement so well done beth that's class why do you always call her shanetta what was that about do you remember that you know gavin and stacy oh yeah so, so, yeah, I think uh, that's where it's come from. Right, okay. Oh, oh, I was it going? All right. Yeah, so let's also acknowledge the fact that um, Seven Sisters do this for their players. They record all their games. They record all the tries and points scored. They, you know, they, they share it and they, you know, they calculate it. And I have no idea how many club games I played for uni for Preston Grasshoppers or for Ponaclean. Um I have no idea regional games I played. Um and we're kind of taking a stab of the gap uh, stab in the dark at some of the Welsh games we played, haven't we? Because <laughs> not all of them were capped and recorded. <laughs> mm. uh, so yeah, yeah, I think if one regret in, in rugby I guess is that I didn't take note of all the games I played. So I don't think it matters when you're playing or you like to look back and say, you know, I played like X amount of times for that, you know, she's a one club player as well, so mm. I think that's really special. 
Yeah, I know it's cringe to say, but it is true in in their scenario. Like they are more of a family, aren't they? Across the board, from age grade all the way up to the seniors, aren't they? They all support each other. Mm. I think I think I'm right in saying they got more female players members than male. Wow. I'm maybe wrong, but it's either dead close or it's more. How good is that? Class. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Totally supported at the club. Brilliant. Oh, nice. I've been managing the socials and I've got a question to ask Philippa. Mm-hmm. Philippa, on your last podcast, you mentioned that you're always moving. Why? <laughs> Why are you always moving? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I've stolen oh, your thunder this week, though, because I moved. Um, yeah, why you always yeah. Moving, why are you moving? I'd love to be able to have some, you know, illustrious crime story mafia. Got to keep on the move. Got to keep moving. But that's not. Uh, so, for anyone who doesn't know, I'm a builder, and I've always bought properties uh, that I could afford, which tend to be terrible. Um, so I would. And then she uh, runs out of money, and then she moves on to the next project, and then she Basically, runs out of yeah, money, ships it on. on that's the one. no 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 i renovate them up and uh yeah sell and then move on so yeah every sort of two or three years i've uh i've moved and i've just finished the house that i'm in now um so yeah don't bother sending a christmas card because i'll probably be on (laughs) you're a flipper my flipper by name fill the flip (laughs) (laughs) so there you go That, that is the reason I renovate houses. Okay. I also found another comment in the depth of our DMs on Twitter. I'm not going to say too much because uh, this could potentially be really exciting and we don't know what's going to come of it. But just to let people know, we had a response from Bronwyn and the conversation is continuing. Basically, she's up for doing something for the pod and for the Welsh women. (laughs) Um, so watch this space. Oh, wow. We don't know what's going to happen. Laurie needs to get her butting gear because she's the chief creative officer of this pod. So um, once she decides what angle we're going with, we're just going to go all in. We'll do something. Yeah, so look, that's... to be honest, the only reason I came on this podcast to see what opportunities would come from it. And when I could see that Philippa was getting like book deals and all this, <laughs> or audio voiceovers and like that, I just thought, oh, right, me and them have just been cast to the side, whatever. <laughs> now, we're going to be pop stars. Can you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a bit of backstory to this Bromwell lady? Because I don't know too much about her. So she went huge on social media because she translates uh, very popular songs um, and does the Welsh version of them. Uh, or she, yes. you know, do a mix match. Right. Then during lockdown, she did like uh, a live Friday night, come, come and sing with me kind of thing on a Friday night. Um, and you could donate if, if you were able to and whatever for her to like keep doing what she's doing. But she's got like such a nice, well, it's just a lovely, rich Welsh voice, isn't she? Oh. So, well, obviously, I've <laughs> hooked up with her already. She's singing at my wedding. So I'll be scrolling really? down the aisle to that. Yeah. Oh. But, Take um, me back to this, thought... this lockdown thing, this Friday thing. Were you full voice in your kitchen on Zoom with Bronwyn? giving it large <laughs> well no it's just all the Facebook live isn't it so like it would be on and then obviously I would work out some dance moves to every song then. <laughs> and you could throw in your you know if you wanted a certain song playing so Tina Turner was requested on the daily 
I cut all the missing from her set. Tina Turner is your dad's Wow. Yeah. Go again. We all talk at the same time. I know. Tina Turner in a Welsh accent. Yeah. Lush, wow. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> this could wheels be... keep on turning. <laughs> <laughs> keep on burning. I don't know what. Where she We're rolling. That. We're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> this could be something special because the only thing missing from her set is the the dance moves and the choreo- choreography. Mm-hmm. Choreography. That's a whole other night. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a look at like you know the green leotards so that you can when you have like a green what do you call it background thingy what do you call it oh yeah the like the green screen yeah 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 all the leotards that I'll have to buy to get my dance moves up in front of that <laughs> so yeah listeners wow. we don't know where this is gonna go but we want to be as transparent and honest as something's brewing <laughs> and Laurie's involved so it could be anything Wow. Um, we've gathered another guy to bring the tone down a little bit. Um, there is a bit of frustration bubbling through North Wales rugby, and rightly so. So a couple of people have been in touch, actually. When the Welsh squad was announced today, there was a comment in there about the Talent ID Day have provided the opportunity for players to force their way into this autumn squad, which is great. Six new caps, right? Mm-hmm. But the Talent ID Day hasn't happened in North Wales yet. So there's a lot of grumblings, a lot of, yeah, a lot of frustration because they haven't been given any opportunity. And I've actually had the comment say to me, was this just a publicity, publicity stunt? Was this just a tick box exercise? Because, you know, and it gets quite explicit in one of the messages, like North Wales have been done over here. So you can understand their frustrations up in North Wales, right? Yeah, definitely, because there's been quite a strong contingent from North Wales before now, hasn't there? They've been, well, the A470 crew, who well known, <laughs> they've travelling down in um, <clears throat> together. But it, it does seem as if it's targeted more at the west and east side of Wales rather than covering all of I Wales, mean, it's, I a, it's a kick in the face, right? So the actual quote to say, uh, what to say, like they've been able to force away into the squad on the back of the talent ID day. If you're a North Wales player waiting for your opportunity a couple of weeks from now, you're like, well, what, what's the point in going then? The squad's mm-hmm. been decided for the next, for the rest of the season. I mean, I we've know. all been there. We know it's not a closed squad. There will be opportunity for them to be uh, invited in on a later date because it's happened before and I'm sure it'll happen again. But yeah, if anyone was fresh to rugby and not knowing how it worked, it would be yeah. disappointing. But for all those girls wanting to go to the talent ID, don't be put off by this because you may well be called up and given your opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, sure. good point. Oh, yeah. So that's all the interaction I've had on social. I know Laurie got some. Oh, yeah. There was a nice little... It was a, more of a story and a, and a thank you, really. So when I spoke to you last on pod number six, I think, I said that Tumble had had a whomper of a result against Pembroke Panthers. It was 92 nil, wasn't it? So they just had their reverse fixture now on the 3rd of October. And fair play, I said that Pembroke Panthers would come back and they did so even in defeat. Well, they came back fighting this week and they managed to pull off um, a 35-34 victory. Oh, 
so as close as that but it's been so nice because um i had a message slid into my dms basically from a tumble player saying that they were great hosts they dropped their numbers to match when tumble unfortunately had some injuries and the social afterwards was you know as you know socials can get they got a bit loose isn't it but they had a nice little tradition of doing the forward and back of the match but instead of a pint glass they drank it from a bull's horn what yeah yeah this happens apparently down in uh, (laughs) but the the forward of the match was actually is actually a vegetarian so she was a a little bit wary (laughs) from drinking from a bull's horn but you know the story goes apparently um it was a bull home reared by one of the girls farms so he's you know alive and kicking there and doing very well it was just that the horn was you know removed safely so you wouldn't have known anyway you wouldn't have felt anything and uh, yeah so she was happy enough to uh, see her pint away then wow you can get a whole pint in a bull's horn well it depends what kind of bull isn't it <laughs> Okay, I got no idea. What's, what's is it anywhere this pod won't go? I know. how it happens down west, voice. Right, okay. What's the weirdest thing you've got to do a pint of? Um, I've done a shoe. I've done a welly. Your own shoe um, someone else's? Oh, I've done a cap. Do you remember when the Ospreys uh, were defeated in Landarcy by the Cardiff Blues? Yes, I remember that. I've uh, done a lot of alcohol after that cap. God, that was freezing. Was that an evening game? Mm, it's very dark, isn't it? It's in yeah. like the end of winter, that. yeah. Yeah, I was freezing. God, thanks for that story, though. There's so <laughs> many questions as you're going through it. So 34-35 was the score. And the, the yeah. first fixture was how much? 92-0. Wow. Wow, now, in that's incredible. In between the two games, Tumble played uh, West Swansea Hawks. And that game, unfortunately... Um, had to be abandoned due to serious injury. I think two players dislocated knees or ACL injuries, I'm unsure. Oh. So, you know, Tumble were travelling down a couple of players, but, you know, credit, credit is due to come back from a defeat of that much, regardless yeah. of who you're playing or who's in front of you. I just thought it was amazing. That's class. Nice. And Lush, they got in touch. Thank you very much. And we want more stories yeah. like that. We want to hear about more, <laughs> more vessels that are used for drinking. <laughs> yeah. So if anyone is uh, from Pembroke Comfort, can I please have the uh, name of the bull, his age, <laughs> if he's lost both horns? <laughs> no, I'm joking. But yeah, congratulations and well done. Oh, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Have we got any from domestically yeah they weren't the only ones playing this again i'm sure lori's got all the all the score details for us i do i do i do it's actually a bit of a list because we had a number of games this weekend played so um i'll list them off for you and if you've got a story to tell on either one of them you can mm-hmm. pipe up so, can you remember when some... we were young and the football scores used to come through like very port three cardiff Oh, you just took my Can you do it like that, please? Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> do it like that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn, you stole a thunder. <laughs> but anyway, so we'll go then. Chandar, 20. Chantwit Vardra, 0. Cadarvon, 109. Hollyhead, 7. Buddy Port, 74. Haverford West, 24. 
You've I seen it like a bingo caller. Yeah. Okay, I'll just carry on now with the Welsh boys. You said Shot and Steel, 46, Brogwernant, 22, Kilvanith, 22, Dowlice, 45, Lampeter, 51, West Swansea Hawks, 5, Pembroke, Beat Tumble, 35-34, we've heard that story. Morriston, 20, Talbot Red, 0. And I did have some results from the Premier 15s because um, I just want to highlight Gloucester narrowly lost to Harlequins. Mm. Last year's winners, 21-18. So mm. one penalty pick between them. Yep. And there's a strong contingent of Welsh girls in that Gloucester team as well. There's mm. also a very strong contingent in Bristol Bears. Welsh girls. I think potentially yeah, the most so amount of Welsh players in any Allianz Prem team. And eight have been selected into this year's Six Nations squad, I think. And they are sitting top of the table. Played for 1-4 and they are actually playing this weekend against Harlequins. So that again will be a real good test for them. But hey, we keep saying, don't we, these Welsh girls getting player of the match performance, scoring the top tries... Majority of them are in Bristol Bears. Bristol Bears are sitting at the top of what is renowned as the best premiership in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good stuff. What a whole bunch of games. Um, and we did this a few pods back, but doesn't it seem like those gaps are closing? They were, they were mm-hmm. more cricket scores, I think, towards the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. The gap seems to be closing. There's not many that are, you know, massive disparity. Two Just points no. in it. Few tries. Yeah, sorry, I did forget to mention Sam Sisters and Bonamine's game because that was played under Friday Night Lights oh, nice. uh, for Big Bet's uh, 200th cap. That was 26 10 to Bonamine. Mm. Okay. So it's worth noting that was probably on a Friday so they could party all weekend. Of course. I think that was exactly the reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, Gems, have you forgot to pay your electric, mate? You do know now, if you've got your own place, you've got you to pay for things, you know? Because you're sitting in pitch black. Yeah. I'm actually crying that I've got a lamp on because after seeing Martin Lewis's update about the energy bills, oh, I've been going around and, like, Jodie will cry that she's cold and things. I've been throwing extra hoodies at her. I won't put the heat on. Have you not done it yet? I've already gone. I've gone schedule already. No, I want to get my chimney sweep, so then I'll get the log burner on as well before I put the heating on. Really? I've got the log burner as well. (laughs) The only reason I haven't put my light on is because I'm plugged in with my EasyJet headset and the light is on the other side of the room. So (sighs) if I go, everything's coming with me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. All right, what's next, Phil? What's next? Next is, um, Lowe's, is there a tour story? Well, actually, I believe you're bringing the tour story this week. Ah, okay. Yep. Certainly bring my one. Well, I just, go on. Sorry, I don't want to take away from your jingle. Go for your jingle. Yeah, thank you very much. What goes on tour? Comes on the pad. See, I did a jingle because I'm practicing for Bronwen. Jingle, 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 Well, I think it's only fair 
seeing as I've talked nothing but insane compliments about Jasmine Joyce, the world loves her and we know why. I just feel it's about time we give a bit of perspective. And I just bring her down a peg, Phil. Bring her down a peg or two. <laughs> and uh, so I was playing uh, sevens rugby with her in Barbados, randomly for a Scottish team. That's just the weird and wonderful way sevens works. And it came to, we actually won. Uh, Eleanor Sosal got player of the tournament and um, obviously having a couple of rums and we're having our uh, social. And I was social sex, so I was doing all the fines. And uh, up stands Jasmine Joyce, of which, as you can imagine, her fines were plentiful. There was a whole list of them. So I used to do this thing, you could double or quits. So you could choose to do a dare and if you pass that dare, then you could pass all your fines onto someone else. But if you don't win that dare, we doubled your fines and these were already pretty extreme. So it's the right gamble to do. But of gamble. course, gamble. gamble, Jazzy Gamble. <laughs> Perfect. And what I did for her was, do you remember there was this um, TV show? Um, are you as smart as a seven-year-old or a five-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I basically went online and got a load of their questions to see if Jasmine Joyce was smarter than a five-year-old, but didn't want to put her in the limelight too much. I said, she can pick anyone else on the team to compete against. So looking around the room, she made the careful decision to pick uh, a girl. And I'm afraid of her name. I can't quite remember her name, but she was Scottish center. And we all knew that she was a doctor. Jazz didn't. And she chose the doctor, the one and only doctor in the whole room. So now she takes on the doctor in a quiz about, are you smarter than a five-year-old? However, it turned out some of these questions involved nursery rhymes, which Jazz got. Some of them involved, let's say, popular culture. I think, I think it was you know, a question about bands. Jazz got them. So they come to a final head. They got like five points each. We are loving life. Jasmine Joyce is beating the doctor in a quiz. This is fantastic. It comes down to the final question. And the question was, where does the prime minister live? Bang! Oh, Jazzy gets a buzzer in. She's in. She's in. I'm like, yes, Jazzy. Go on. Give me the answer. Come on. You know this. She went, yeah, I do. I went, what is it? The White House. No, Jazzy! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. You've got to drink. On the way to the end, and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I don't know this one. And then as soon as you said that, I was like, ah, yeah, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> oh, what did she have to drink? Uh, oh, what didn't she have to drink, mate? She got slated. You know, there was a contribution bowl, so everyone's putting a little bit in. And you know, there's, why is there always someone drinking Baileys when you do a contribution bowl? You know, uh, vodka, whiskey, bourbon, fine, fine, fine. And then someone cracks out the Baileys. But yeah. Hold on a minute. Who's drinking bourbon? Or bourbon, however you say it. Bourbon. Who's on a bourbon? Oh no, Phils. You're on tour. Someone's got a brew going, drinking bourbon. Nobody's drinking that. That sound cool. JD and Cody. You're all there with the archers. Oh, the archers. God. No. Do you remember Reef? Walk about? Yeah. Reef? Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Hooch? You're probably too young for Hooch, aren't you? No, Hooch made a comeback and I loved it. It's like lemon juice, isn't it? In smaller bottles, Oh, it's a silly. We've got a young audience, mine, girls. Yes. So sensible drinking. 
mostly water. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know. Stick to bourbons. Bourbon biscuits. We'll <laughs> be fine. Okay, thanks, Rachel. Nice. What goes on <laughs> comes on the pod. Can we call it I'm gonna have a Lector de Pod? We're going to have um, a message now following this one from Bronwyn saying, oh, look, my... Um... <laughs> my agent's been in touch and uh, not sure it'd be good for my... Partner. My commitment, sorry. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> pretty much like all our guests can't come on because WRU yeah. is stopping them and now we're spread into the music community yes for life just well, to be three. fair we think it's a WRU some people we invite they'll listen to one and go oh no WRU said I couldn't come on sorry <laughs> yeah. sorry and we're like oh fair okay yeah. <laughs> this is why our listening numbers are down to four <laughs> three and one other nice so what's this quiz then I'm excited about this but seriously, yeah, so I literally lot- can't see you. I've just got two eyes <laughs> and some teeth. You've got to turn your light on. i got good teeth, mine. Hang on. I know she's taking this headphone thing serious from EasyJet, but you could literally blink her down the runway at the moment. Can you, so all you can see are uh, the headphones. <laughs> oh, no, is. I left the speaker on, didn't I? There she is. Um, all right, we had good feedback from the last episode that they enjoyed Phil's little pop quiz. Woo-hoo. So I've got a pop quiz for you today. Cool, cool. Wales have beaten England twice. There were a few tries in the games. Can you name all the try scorers? Oh, the Welsh Laurie Williams. No, Laurie Harris. Laurie Harris. Last kick of the game from Elmersnow, so Crossfield to win the game at Aberavon. Or Swansea, Swansea Uni Ground in 2015. I'm hunting a bonus. That's point. one. Yeah, well, I did say the name before she came in with a backstory as well. But Laurie okay. Williams. <laughs> Laurie, yeah, but then I expected her to have it. But yeah. Uh, right. Next. I think that was the only try of that game, wasn't it? No, Caris Phillips. Did she? No. 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 Was there more oh, than one try? Catherine Edwards. Do you guys want to like, think before you speak out loud? or <laughs> Catherine Edwards. It was Catherine Edwards. Of course. It was 80 metres. <laughs> he sidestepped 12 players. <laughs> Chipped and chased. <laughs> she was, yes, it was Catherine Edwards that put the first try in that game. In the 2015 game? In the 2015 fixture. Okay. And those were the only two tries, weren't they? They were the only two tries. Oh. Right, so we'll rewind back to 2009. Oof, Okay. <laughs> Um, um, God, you're going back. I was only 19. Yeah, 2009. Um, non Evans, she scored in every game. Uh, she didn't score a try, she kicked the last uh, yeah, kick on the, the minute. Right, so right, so. let's think. Naomi Thomas, oh, good shout. So, what are you just going to name Welsh players now? Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 this is how quizzes work. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was Naomi, it was not Naomi Thomas. I'll give you a clue, right? It was one forward and one back. Rachel Pullman. Oh, good shout. No. Okay. Who was on um, the Rian We've Bowden. got listeners right now screaming at their Apple Pods. <laughs> Rian Bowden. Tell me why you would say Rian Bowden. Because she's a hooker. That's a whole other pod. 
No. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, done score, no? No. We've already mentioned Helena. one of them tonight. Oh. Melberry. Melberry scored. Okay. Quick tap right. penalty. And contested basically over the try line. England were not expecting it. They were expecting a kick. Oh, okay. Then the back is Louise, yeah? Yeah, no. 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 Okay. Claire Flowers. No. Amy Day. Um, no. Laura Prosser. Ellen Evans. No. So you think we had a back line uh, full of wingers and scrum arse under there? Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Ewick girl. Well, she was Ewick at the time. Oh, Hayley Baxter. Was it Hayley Baxter? Oh, yeah. No, it wasn't Baxter. Oh. Uh, Ewick girl? Kerry Redman? Oh, no. <laughs> no. You're literally naming any back that's ever played yeah. in Can any you... season. Right, Can you give us a position? I Mary believe Redman. she's a... No, I believe she's a wing at this point. She's like a, a tall winger. Oh my god, I know her. Um, oh, what's her name? <laughs> oh, <laughs> this isn't yeah. how quizzes work. She, she actually, I just, I, not to be rude, but she wasn't actually that fast, was she? Oh, she's not one as rapid as Phil. <laughs> no, in me, are you a speed? Was Phil fast? <laughs> <laughs> Back, back, back um, on the question, please. Oh, why has her name completely escaped me? Um, she's living in England, though, isn't she? She is. Oh, I can't think of a name. She's married as now as well, isn't she? Quite possibly. You know, this was like fifteen years ago. She's probably got a mortgage and seven kids by now. <laughs> Right. So I reckon you're thinking of Amy Young. Oh gosh, Amy Young. Amy no, Young. No, no, Full back wing she was, wasn't she, Amy Young? Mm. Can you give yeah. us first oh, name or last, like something, initials? I literally just told you I'd give you the answer. It was Amy Young. Oh, it was Amy Young. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> right. Oh. Oh, really? It was getting painful for all of oh, us. So yeah. We have to get fair, it out there. Fair. Okay. Sorry. We should definitely put time caps on these, I think. Yeah, so those four players are the only four that have scored a try, a try against England whilst still winning the game. Whilst winning the game. Wow. So, there's well, been a, a handful of others. Twenties have beaten England as well. <laughs> well, that's you know that's a whole other competition. Do you mean? <laughs> only one. To concentrate on on the two matches today. Yeah. Okay. So. Apologies for our listeners and apologies to Amy Young for everyone forgetting that she scored a crucial try in our yeah. first ever wing and our triple crown winning match against England. Oops. What's more impressive though, right? Let me ask you that question. So we've got 16-15 in 2009, the first ever team to beat England and it's for a triple crown, build up to the triple crown, <gasps> or the 16 or the 15 squad that kept England to a zero off the back of their World Cup. I'm going to, personally, I think the Triple Crown is right. more special because there was a lot of retirements um, in the England squads and they did come down with a lot of new caps when they played us. So I don't think we can say, you know, we didn't beat the winning World Cup team, if you will. So I'd say the mm -hmm. Triple Crown because everyone was at full 
at full tilt when when we won that. Yeah, I agree. It was the biggest win that anyone can remember, I think, back in 2009, only because I think you only lost to France, didn't you? Otherwise, you would have had the Grand Slam. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, again... France away, we've never done that. It's still a huge accomplishment beating England. I would, you know, any team they put out, it's going to be a hard task. But, you know, it it wasn't their strongest side. They were developing because they were putting a bit of um, pulling girls for the sevens. Yeah, I think. They decided they were going sevens, wouldn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah. And they just lost Gary Street, the um, formidable, successful head coach, just gone as well. On that note, I need to just highlight something that's been, that we said, I think maybe pod one or two, mm. that uh, we made the assumption that Gary Street was the one that applied for the job back when Warren Abrahams applied. It wasn't Gary Street, it was his second in command, Graham. Oh. I believe it's Graham. In fact, it was him that applied for the job, not right. Gary Street. But good knowledge. So we'll just correct ourselves where we yeah. have made mistakes. Yeah, uh, which yeah. is often. So <laughs> it's gonna be all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so some news about um, rugby league. What's happening there, James? So. Fionn Lewis has been named uh, team captain. She stepped up in the absence of uh, Shawnee, who broke her leg pretty badly, just hit a knee. Um, so brilliant achievement for Fionn to be able to captain Wales in their first home fixture against Ireland. Um, I believe they're playing up in North Wales. So some real live action for our North Wales listeners to go and, to go and watch and support the girls. But, you know, it's what a great opportunity for these girls who maybe haven't had the opportunity in union mm-hmm. um, to get that another opportunity in league and represent their country, which we all want, right? Yeah, incredible. And if anyone knows where this is being streamed, I presume it probably would be, um, please do let us know because we'd like to share that and obviously want to, to watch and support as well. Well, really, girls, this could be a great <laughs> opportunity for us to go on top. Okay. All on the pod bus. It's Colwyn Bay on the night on the seventeenth of October. Nice. Um, you're driving, Lowe's. I was going to say, can someone else drive though? Because I never got around to filling up my uh, diesel. You know, with, oh. uh, with the rush. I wasn't there with my jerry can, so I'm on the red again. Oh, nice. And actually, um, on that note, for next weekend, I am uh, hijacking the pod a little bit to promote a charity cycle that I'm doing on the 16th, which is the Saturday. I'm doing a spinathon for Tea Haven. Uh, I think it's like three spin sessions back to back. Uh, but I'm going to be posting something about it with the Just Giving link. As ever, these charities, man, they've had it incredibly tough through through COVID, haven't they? So there's lots of charity events popping up to try and get some badly needed money. Um, back to to the people who need it so if you can spend a couple of pennies then please do sponsor me um oh girls my tushy's going to be in all kinds of trouble after that tushy you mind tushy. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell i've been I out with a child <laughs>
<laughs> yep, absolutely. All right. Please do get in touch. Remember on Instagram, it is Back the Girls Podcast. On Twitter, it is Back the Girls Pod. And just because we love to keep it simple on email, it is backthegirls.pod at hotmail.com. Thank you. Bye. 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 Love you. Bye. 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 Bye.